Ladies and gentlemen, episode 10, you heard it, 10 of the Wrestling Journal podcast, uh, brought to you by WrestleBuzz, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter, oh, I'll fall up there, uh, I am Joseph Crush, along remotely with my boy, Nicky Jersey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, brother, 10, 10. 10. <laughs> Someone f- familiar with the 10, uh, oh, Bad yeah. News Canale, his entrance to his <laughs> wedding. <laughs> What's going on? Team. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> that was a perfect <laughs> 10. Perfect yes, 10. it was. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, no nonsense, Nikki Noodles. What's going on? Oh, <laughs> I like that. How's everything? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, before we get into the the, the jabber here, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening uh, to the podcast. We, we used to have this thing going back in the day about five years ago. We started up, and we went the distance. I think we went far. We did about 50 episodes. And we, uh, it's something we always want to do since then. So going 10 weeks strong here, uh, we're getting a lot of downloads more than I expected at this point. Uh, so just without any backing from any type of uh, celebrity or any type of help, we're, we're kind of doing it from on our own here. So much appreciated from all of us, 10 episodes strong. Uh, with that being said, our first uh, little giveaway that we want to do here, um, we have, like I said in the beginning, the WrestleBuzz Instagram. Uh, it's, clear as day wrestle buzz is the instagram at wrestle buzz uh, we will be posting a post on there regarding the giveaway uh with instructions basically what you're gonna have to do is be a follower of the instagram and then tag to your buddies or to your friends in the uh in the comment section and we will randomly select a winner uh to a wwe shop shirt of your choice um just a shirt, nothing crazy on the shop because they're getting pretty expensive there with $8,000 belts. <laughs> so uh, I will, I think today I will post up the giveaway on our Instagram. You have to be a follower, like I said, and tag two people. So just keep a lookout for that. We want to give back to you guys for just supporting us for what we've done so far. Hopefully big things to come sooner than later. Uh, and I think I could speak for all you guys. Just thank you for everybody. Absolutely. Do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper Champion. Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. This week, boys, we had, uh, or this la- last week, it was Sunday, uh, we got the uh, supposed announcement of Undertaker retiring, right? we It's it's what everyone thinks is, is assumed to be happening. Um, I won't hold my breath, to be honest, but I'm going to take for what it's what's given to us with the promotion of it on each show this week and throughout social media. Um, so I just wanted to get, would go go round table here with a little Undertaker appreciation. Maybe your favorite match, your favorite moment, favorite feud. Uh, Nikki Jersey, Nick Jersey, right. NJ3. Let's start off with you, buddy. All right. Um, I mean, that last ride documentary was was fantastic, and I it just it was really nice to be able to kind of relive the last I guess what it started 2017 to now like 2020, the last three years I think roughly of Taker, what he went through, his ups and downs, his trials and tribulations. So it was really kind of cool to kind of relive some of that again. Uh, but man, The Undertaker, uh, you know, for a character that is not a quote-unquote normal character, like a Hogan or an Austin or a Rock, um, for him to be so well-respected and 
appreciated by the boys in the locker room, by the fans like us, um, to really relive all that he's done and all he's given back. I mean, my God, this guy, you know, it's, it's easy to forget when, when they're not in your face all the time. Um, but it's nice to remember all, you know, all that he has done. A favorite memory. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I was scared as shit when they had the boiler room brawl when I was a kid, when it was yeah. him versus mankind. I tell you right now, yeah. I was on my couch, I was watching it and I was scared and I, I rolled over and I have, and to this day, I still have not rewatched that match because I just couldn't get through it. Um, but God, I mean, there's just, there's so many memories. Um, I've been fortunate enough to see Undertaker, rest, Undertaker wrestle at WrestleMania before. Those have been some special memories. I mean, having his entrance on those big, on that big ramp. I mean, we saw him, unfortunately, with his first loss in New Orleans. Um, we saw him beat CM Punk in New York. Um, you know, unfortunately, he didn't wrestle in New York the second time around, which was a part of the documentary. But uh, so many things. I'm sure we can kind of go on and on. But yeah, just great memories, great character. And that's I, I, what I took away from it. And if you watched SmackDown last night, they were kind of harping that the Boneyard match was his final match. Yeah. So we'll take it for what it's worth, like you said, Joey. But damn, what a, what a guy. What a career. Yeah, absolutely. Nikki Noodles, what do you got for us, buddy? Oh, man, what an amazing documentary. You know, it brought back so much of the journey, right? I mean, he's been a part of our lives for practically 30 years. You know what yeah. I mean? He broke in, what, I think it was 1990, if I'm not mistaken, right? So Survivor Series, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was two years old for, for, for us, you know what I mean? So it's, it was, it's been a wild ride. You know, he's been the essential leader and uh, uh, WWE staple pretty much for, for all this time. He never, you know, he didn't, he didn't leave. It was, it was always about Undertaker being one of the main players for, for so many years. Um, that, at many times it was cool and exciting um, watching the documentary, but it was also sad and emotional. You know, it was kind of like an end of an era, you know, for all of us, you know, coming from our childhood to where we are now as adults. Undertaker's always been a part of that ride, you know, for yeah. this journey of wrestling for all of us. Um, you know, clearly he's the greatest character of all time. Uh, I don't think it's really debatable for his longevity and what he's meant to the business. Um, yeah, it was tough. I, you know, I got a little teary-eyed there in the episode a couple times, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a very enjoyable experience. And, um, you know, some of my favorite memories uh, clearly were um, when he beat Hogan there early on in his career when uh, I think Flair, right, put the chair under Hogan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That was yeah. like his his start and it was, you know, pretty much the emphasis of who he was then and, and laid the foundation of what he's become all the way throughout the course of his career. And meeting him was a pretty special moment too. It was it was kind of a jaw dropping experience and one I'll never forget. I can't agree more. Uh bad news canal, what do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, I mean, the uh, documentary was absolutely amazing. Seeing the last three years of his career, you know, what he what he had to go through, you know, get back, you know, all the surgeries and whatnot, and the kind of the toll it took on his family, you know, his wife. Like he's like, is it his last match? But I don't know, and everything. It was just, yeah. you know, just to show what he went through, just you know, to give the fans another match. You know, it's just amazing to see that, and the guy was definitely the ultimate. You want to say team leader, team player, whatever. When it came to everything. And I just realized last night, he had a WrestleMania match in four different decades. If you think about it, the 90s, the 2000s, the, two, the 10s, and the 20s. So that's oh, pretty, wow. wow. That is impressive. Yeah. Nice, nice tidbit, is, Tommy. Yeah. Nice so fact. So that's pretty cool with everything. I would say my favorite moment of his, it wasn't a match. It was a lead-up to the match. It was 1998 after Kane, like, burned him in the casket, and he was away for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I remember that Raw, I think it was a couple of weeks before Mania to set up that match. He came back. And it was just typical Taker, the traumatic with the lightning him, the casket, him sitting up and everything. And he just – one of the best promos I think he's ever done against Kane and everything. So it was just 
absolutely amazing. Like we were saying, the greatest character in the history of wrestling ever. Yes. You know, for him to do it for as many decades as he did it, it's absolutely amazing. So, definitely going to miss him if this is, in fact, his last match. I mean, I'm sure he'll show up here and there, but like I said, not going to be the same without him. So, thanks for everything, Taker. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. It's hard to not – you can go around table speak speak amongst all of us and, like, not have the same opinions for this guy. Uh, we grew up watching him. We were there, maybe not <clears throat> live watching his debut. We were rather young at the time. But just going back and seeing the early stages of his career and watching him grow to now, it's just been insane. Um, just a fun fact, stats here. Uh, seven-time world champion, seven-time tag team champion, one-time hardcore champion. Don't forget that. <laughs> Uh, won, the, won the Royal Rumble in 2007, and his overall WrestleMania record, granted, he is not undefeated. 25-2 and two is probably the most impressive record I've ever seen yeah. ever in WrestleMania. Um, you guys hit it on the head. I mean, best character of all time. We'll never see anything like him ever again. Uh, I don't believe we will, actually. Um, and favorite match, I mean, there's so many, right? The Boiler Room Brawl, like, brings back, like, that's – when I I was legit scared watching that match, just like Jersey said, uh, I think even like the Hell in a Cell is too. Like the first one, with oh, Michaels, yeah. the first one, with Michaels, yeah. you can't really beat. And it wasn't it, just having the match itself, and then Kane debuting. The whole culmination yeah. just made it was the build up to him versus Kane. Uh, it was like set five months. Paul Bearer was teasing Kane's debut, and then I don't know, just that that whole era of him. And him being who he was is like that, the phenom, and just like it made so much sense. It was such good, like it was such good shit, as Vince would say. Um, <laughs> I think you can't like disregard, the, and even just like throughout his career, like the Michaels matches at uh, at at Mania, him versus Triple H at Mania. Like you just it's, he, the guy never like slowed down, right? Um, longevity is such a big word for undertaker we know he was in wcw's mean mark Callis, whatever his name was back mm-hmm. then for a, a a cup of coffee there but he i mean how many years did we say in uh in wwe so 1990s so 30 years right 30, I mean, 30 years 30 years yeah. it's crazy man you don't it, it doesn't have it like he went through the the monday night wars and stayed put with vince mm-hmm. this whole time and you saw the emotion they had with each other mm-hmm. in the documentary so and you know vince is like not that type of guy. Undertaker is uh, is, is one of a kind. Never again we'll see anything like him. I mean, people, and I want to hope that people will try to be like him and get to a certain point, but we'll never see another Undertaker. Uh, I mean, thank you, Taker can be thrown around so easy, right? But it just, it's seriously, from us being lifelong wrestling fans, like he is the epitome of pro wrestling. So um, yeah. it's crazy to see him go. I don't think it's the last time we see him, but maybe in a in-ring match, probably be the last time yeah. in my eyes. I think he'll pop around for a choke slam or a tombstone here. And yeah, there sure. Yeah, like like you get like Austin that. coming back, pop a stunner here. And there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's worth the pop. It, it, it brings back all that reminiscing of all those great yeah. memories, you know, to feel it one more time, you know. Would he just sign like a, a 15-year uh, deal with WWE? I'm yeah. sure he's going to be doing some things either behind the scenes or helping them out in the future. So, um one thing I wanted to talk about was him going into the Hall of Fame. Because, like, at this point, like, we never saw him break social media, right? So, like, the fact that he's doing social media, he's doing a documentary, he hid his character for so long. Um, now we'll 
it's this has kind of broke the ice for us to see him go into the Hall of Fame. Um, do I know we discussed it amongst ourselves in the group chat? Who do you guys want to induct him? And is that like, like there's so many options, right? So like Jersey, who would you want to see get him in the Hall of Fame? I'd want to see Kane do it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think you know he's he's actually really well spoken, as I'm sure we've seen in plenty of uh, situations. Yeah, I think he would do great. You know, obviously mayor. inducting him, especially him, he, the mayor, <laughs> um, especially him having a relationship with Paul Bearer back in the day too. I I think that he would be really fitting to induct uh, Taker. I like that, Nicky Noodles. Uh, for me, it's it's Vince, no question. Uh, yeah. He he was Vince's most loyal guy. Uh, their bond is clearly important, as you can see. It, I mean, it's true, it's real. Their friendship is powerful, and there's not too many guys that can tell a better story and really show their appreciation for another person as big as and important as Undertaker has been for the business than Vince, in my opinion. That's fair. Very fair. Tommy boy. Yeah, I was going to say either Kane or Vince, too. You know, just yeah. what those guys represent to him his whole career, especially Vince, you know, being that that was his, that was his lieutenant in the locker room, you know, keeping everyone in line, basically, and everything. So, I think either of those two guys would be a good choice, so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we said like Vince uh, Kane. I even said like Bruce Pritchard, just because I mean we know like we seeing even in the documentary like old school videos, he was a big part of him like cutting doing those promos back in the day. I know they have a rapport. <clears throat> it may not like hit as good as it would for Vince or like Kane doing because on air we saw them a lot and interacted. Uh, yeah, I think I'm more. I think the induction would be good, but I'm more to see how his speech would go. I think it's gonna be crazy. I don't. I want to see where he like what he talks about. Like back in the day, so that'd be pretty interesting. And I do hope they wait. They wait a little bit to put him in, just because I want it to be normal where there's fans there, and you can yes. really capture that's the specialty of that moment, and not just rush it next year and they do like you know a half-ass ceremony because you know that sometimes they decide to make that move. Wait yeah. as long as possible to yeah. do it right because he deserves that. No, absolutely, I think yeah. from the the missing out of the Hall of Fame this year, they should probably move that class to next year. Yeah, that would, right? that would then, be great. Yeah, actually, then great the idea. Fall, maybe even the following year after that, so we have that like two year buffer at least um, for Taker. He should, he could just be the whole Hall of Fame by himself. We don't I mean, he, I mean, he could have put put in tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's no debating it. So no, it's, absolutely, it's a matter of time. And just think about this kind of off track here. We get the Undertaker soon. The Rock's going to be going in soon. Uh, so we got a bunch of people on the way up, dude. A, bunch a lot of, of a lot of big ones. I mean, those are as big ones. as it gets, you know. Yeah. So it's exciting. Um, all right. Triple H, right? It's another one. Triple H, yeah. <laughs> well, he already went over DX. I mean, we already got yeah. a little bit of it, but you know what I mean. Um, well, yeah. Thank you, Taker. Appreciate it. You did uh, did a lot for us wrestling fans throughout the thirty thank years. You, thank, thank you, Taker. Thank you, Taker. Um, going forward, Charlotte Flair. Wow. Jersey, way to bury that one, huh? Jersey calls out for no more Charlotte Flair. We actually are not getting any more Charlotte for, uh, I mean, I like Nikki said, I have my avocado toast. I get the, I get my mind running and, and I speak it into existence, right? Me and LeVar Ball, we have that in common. We speak stuff into existence. Big ball and I'll speak Jersey, right? There. Right now, LaMelo Ball, New York Knicks. Triple B over here. So, uh, came out she wants to get an elective surgery um to be i don't know i didn't see anything on what it was for maybe sh- i know they were working the shoulder on uh, with oscar but i don't believe that was the actual surgery she's getting i think done. it's another uh augmentation enhancement i think Stop. might go a little bigger <laughs> <laughs> that would be number four um i guess andrade wants some bigger who knows yeah. <laughs> oh, all right um yeah so surgery they said uh 
I don't know, time frame could be seven to nine months, I believe is what I read. Um, so we're not getting it. Yeah, I read something different, though. I, I, don't, I don't know. I read six to seven weeks. Weeks? Yeah, weeks. Uh, I saw months. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to – I'll cite my source when I get a chance, but that's yeah. what I read. It, it could be a crappy source, to be honest. Okay, so we're, we're not having Charles for at least two months, let's give or take, right? So, like, two months to nine months, depending on which source you go by. Um, with this – She's been, I mean, she's been on every show, as we saw, we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, now who steps up? Who's going to take over these reigns on these shows that we've seen her so predominantly in main events and like the bigger, in the big picture for each like brand here, almost the Raw SmackDown and NXT. She's been kind of like main eventing these shows with the women. Who do we get now on Raw, who's going after Asuka? Who's going to go after Bailey on SmackDown? Um, who's going to? I mean, we kind of know after this week who who the next people are. But like, who do you want to see step up, Noodles, for like going forward without with Charlotte being absent? Oh, geez, wow. Well, I mean, Liv Morgan had some good momentum going there for a little while, and oh, they kind of set that one back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think Lacey is long overdue to get involved. Um, some some NXT top-notch uh, um, wrestlers down there can yeah. use maybe a graduation performance because, you know, it does get a little frustrating every time you see, you know, see Natty get thrown into the mix when they're a little short and stuff like that. It'd be nice to see some fresh blood, some, some youth and, you know, some talent actually get their opportunity to, to make something of it. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think we saw on – I think it's, I, also, I also think they should also start breaking up some of this tag team wrestling they got going on and start creating some uh, – you know, Nikki Cross is another one. You know, you can get Bliss, Bliss back in the mix with, you know, split up that tag team a little yeah. bit. I think they got to do away with less tag team wrestling and start building those individual characters once again. Yeah, I think just to talk about it, I, um, that, now that you brought it up, I, I didn't catch SmackDown Live last night, but I saw um, that Nikki won a match, a title match with Bailey. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I don't Fatal 4-Way, I believe. In oh, was it was yeah. Fatal 4-Way? Okay. I believe it yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Fatal 4-Way, yes. Correct. Yeah. All right, so good for her. Um, maybe it's a star for something going forward. <clears throat> Tommy, what do you, who do you want to see uh, step up to the plate here? I love to see Liv Morgan. I mean, like they like Nick was saying. I mean, she had so much momentum, and then all of a sudden it just stops, and then they throw her in with Natalia for a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> so I mean, and she's—I don't know if it's a work, but she's going on social media saying, "Hey, WWE, why are you cutting my matches on here and everything?" Oh, so, what else? Maybe this is a start for something with her, you know? So, oh, I'm hoping for her. Yeah, I'd love to see Liv go. I think they kind of – I don't know what the fuck happened with that. Jeez. They did a little dirty there for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, uh, we don't know what happens behind the scenes. But, and now they're throwing Natty with Lana? Come on. Yeah, randomly too. Yeah. yeah. Jersey, who do you want to see here, bro? I want to see some Sasha Banks, man. I want to see the boss step up. I mean, she's such a talent. And I know that she's been hit with the injury bug for years after years, and that's why she hasn't been able to kind of be on top. But, you know, she's a good character, right? Like, she's a good heel. It's easy to hate her. But, and she's a great worker in the ring. I know that they're going to use that storyline right now to give Oscar something to do um, leading into extreme rules, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I like to see Banks step up. I mean, sure. we, we have this talent there and she just kind of, you know, I know she's kind of, you know, working as Bailey's um, ballet right now, but as long as she's healthy, let's see it. Move her to Raw if you have to. Start the split. And in terms of the tag titles, I mean, there's one place that those titles haven't really been, which was NXT. I mean, what's wrong with dropping them to NXT and giving some of the women down there a little bit something to kind of fight over and, and get involved in? You know what I mean? If Like Nick was saying, if you got to try to start to develop some stars with no Charlotte, no Becky, 
you know, you can't have the titles just kind of go away and mean nothing, right? You want to kind of keep them going. Yeah. Before we get some of these people back, why don't we drop them to some NXT girls and put the titles down there? No, I like that. And um, what? Oh, and I do have my source whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the blueprint of the Wrestling <laughs> Journal podcast. Yeah. Nick, so Char- Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte recently spoke to Sports Hiatus and spoke about when she plans to return. So from Charlotte verbatim, yes, I'll only be gone for a few weeks, Charlotte confirmed. Okay. They can still play things on WWE Network to keep fans thinking about me, but utilizing my social media will be most important while I'm gone. No one is going to miss me. They're still going to feel like I'm there is basically what I'm saying. I'm gone, but I'm not really gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, where I read it said extended period, seven to nine months, I would take Charlotte's word over anybody's at this point. Yeah. So yeah. good job on that. So it's only, what, se- she said seven weeks or something like that? Yeah, several, about two months. several weeks. Two months. Yeah. Several weeks. Okay. All right. So two months we'll give or take. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, so with this whole situation going on, is uh, Sasha's going after Oscar, right? Right now is, is the deal. Yeah. Could, yeah. We poss- could we see them hold all women's titles? In- it'd be awesome, in my opinion. I think it'd be pretty cool. Because <laughs> you got there, the tag team champions. Bailey's the SmackDown champion. Sasha being the Raw champion, is that something we'd want to see? Cheers. Um, I think it would be an easy storyline booking to pull Sasha away from SmackDown and to yeah. insert her into Raw. I mean, I don't, I just, it's tough, you know, because I think Asuka's a really good and underrated wrestler for her to drop the title from WrestleMania to now only, what, a couple, you know, April to Jul- July. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not a terrible run and you don't want to look at her as a transitional champion, but if they are looking to kind of fill spots, it's kind of an easy way to kind of fill it, right? Have, have her win it in a very dirty fashion, have Asuka chase into yeah. SummerSlam. At least that way you have your your Rollins title storyline going into SummerSlam. I agree, and I think I like Noodles. What you said, maybe dropping them to NXT talent, the tag titles. That that was I, but that's no problem. Give yeah. him any, give whatever uh, no. credit you want to give. Him. Whatever. <laughs> Didn't you? I thought he said NXT. Uh, whatever. I you, brought up the NXT, but Jersey, Jersey wanted the titles down there. No, we I, were on the same on the same page. There's though. a lot of screens. <laughs> a lot of screens. I'm looking at here. Um, <laughs> no, I'll give I, him the credit he needs. It sometimes make him make his day. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that happen. And maybe even like because we haven't seen um, Shayna in a while. I know Shayna's in not NXT anymore, but her. Uh, Marina Shafir and uh, Jessamyn Duke down there. We haven't seen them in a while. I don't know if they're working on bettering their talent or what they what they plan on doing with them. But I'm always, I'm never gonna let go of even though Becky's gone for pregnancy period time. Um, I'm never gonna let go of the four horsewomen thing happening at some point. Right? It's still always in the back of my head. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I'd love to see that start somewhere. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, Sasha would be a great, a, great, a great one to take over some sort of limelight while Charlotte's gone and then have them split. I, I, I still want to see Sasha versus Bailey. I think they're hinting at it. Like you could see even like subtle hints when they're holding up their belts. Sasha looks down at Bailey's waist. So, so like, I mean, it's, they're, they're doing the subtle hints and I don't know. I'm ready for whatever. Uh, I think more people need a chance. Uh, Liv, Lacey, uh, who else we got? Nick, like you said, Nikki and Alexa break them up. Like I'm cool with everything. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there. So I'm just waiting to see who gets the next chance. Um, Tom, we had some bad news this week. What do you got for us? I'm afraid I've got some bad news. A lot of bad news this week. <laughs> uh, well, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, it hit WWE very badly this week. Yeah. Kayla Braxton, Renee Young, 
Adam Pierce, the producer in the back, and I saw Jamie Noble got it too. Ah, so yeah, no bueno. just, yeah, no bueno, exactly, no bueno. Running rampant through there. So hopefully no one else gets it. I mean, I they said I saw close to two dozen people might have got it. Jeez. Down there, so I mean, like very bad week and bad news. So yeah, I mean, oh, and, uh, and, back, and backstage uh, got canceled on Fox Sports. So that was you know Renee. She had a tough week, Renee. Her show gets canceled, and uh, then she gets coronavirus. So, not good. Yeah, it's a tough week. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys watched backstage. I did. I checked it out. I, I mean, I DVR'd it and watched it when I could. Uh, it was definitely a fun show. It gave it brought us some hope that CM Punk would make a return to WWE if you even wanted that. Um, I don't know what, where this goes forward from them. I, I, I don't, from what I've read, I don't think it's like permanently canceled. I think it's just like they may show it sparingly. I think it may pop more. It's not going to be a weekly televised show. Um, they also did that with FS1 did that with a couple other of their shows too. Uh, I'm not, I don't know the names of them. They're not WWE related. It's not just WWE stuff. So um, maybe they're having issues with ratings and such, but the Corona thing is crazy. Uh, we don't really talk like we didn't really bring it up too much on here, but when it like it hits hard, it hits hard, right? It's still around. It's not going anywhere anytime soon is from what it feels like. Um, and that Florida situation down there is pretty crazy. So um, hope everyone stays safe. I think this is Kayla's second time getting it, which sucks yeah. for her. Yeah, that's crazy. You have to go that's through that for- twice. Oh my um, God. Just I, I don't know where they do they are they changing up the uh, the fan thing down there now. I think um, I've I've read that they're taking they're not letting like family friends coming anymore. Um, it's going to be strictly uh, talent down there, and hopefully the testing is done done a little better. Uh, Jersey, any thoughts on the current situation down there? I mean, I know, you know, it's hard, right? Because we're living in it. We're living in it in New York. And New York is one of the busiest places in the world. So for you to shut down New York um, and how it's affected everything is crazy. So I I can't blame Florida for trying to, you know, they didn't get hit as hard as New York, but I can't blame them from trying to open up quick. But clearly they took some reins off. And lately those numbers have been spiking daily. And it's getting to a point where, like, they may need to revisit closing some stuff down. So, um it's it's tough it's tough it, with the business you know you want to the show must go on and i don't want to you know get into go on to a tangent but i i yeah. was reading um that aw must produce a show weekly otherwise their contract will be canceled with tnt really yeah um, so yeah, i read that as well that's yeah, pretty serious it's no yeah, joke so they no matter what the situation is and i mean jacksonville obviously uh, i mean i think the daily's place is a part of the whole jacksonville yeah jaguars yeah. situation mm-hmm. so they're down in florida too right and the cases are just increasing but they have to put on a show otherwise their contract with tnt will be canceled wow so it goes to show you like how serious this can be and how it really is affecting so many things and, and watching Dynamite this week, I don't know, maybe this is before all that was, like, an issue to them, but you still see they have a lot of people that aren't wrestlers there that are in the crowd, at AEW especially. So I don't know if they're going to change that going forward. Um, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting situation. Noodles, what do you have for us? And what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, it is it is tough, man. You know, I mean, like, there's a, that fine line where the you know, show goes on and, and you got to produce, you know, your business and then also be cautious to protect the people that do the work, you know? Um it's brutal. It's brutal. And you feel bad for everyone that gets it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they got to do, as you know, a better job of, you know, it seemed like when, once Florida opened up, like, it seemed like everyone was kind of just gung-ho where it's like, all right, let me just go back to normal like that. You know what I mean? And kind of throwing yeah. caution to the wind yeah. a little bit. I mean, maybe they got to get back on the, on the bandwagon of being real, real stringent with the testing, you know, making sure that everyone is good to go, that they're cleared and not putting anyone else in jeopardy and risk. You know what I mean? Because, listen, so many people 
have this thing, but don't have a symptom. They don't feel yeah. anything. So you don't know, right? They don't have a temperature. They don't feel bad or anything. So it's hard to control something that you can't see or feel, you know what I mean? So the best thing they can do is be testing, be smart. And people that do get it, they got to be out for a little while. You know, they can't, they can't risk anyone else getting it or passing it to two other people, four people, six people. So we'll see what happens, but hopefully they can get a little stranglehold on it. Yeah. It's interesting because that's why we may not, we may not see people on TV. Um, like Sammy Zayn does, I know it's your boy Nick, but Sammy Zayn doesn't want to be a part of that. Well, he's just and, a bitch, uh, but yeah. So, <laughs> you, like people we don't see on TV could be caused to um, not wanting to be around it, or maybe having symptoms that they don't uh, that they're not aware of. And uh, hold on one second. There we go. Uh, and even showing it, like they even mentioned it on um, on Dynamite. Jim Ross they mentioned Moxie wasn't in the area. Yeah or wasn't at the arena because he came in contact with someone that had COVID. So they're acknowledging it. Um, and I mean, it's crazy, man. It's just a crazy world we're living in right now. Again, we never really brought it up or talked about it. So it's funny how Taz called him like a little bitch on the show. Yeah. <laughs> the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was cracking up. He's like, yeah, you're home right now. You little bitch. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's hard Getting to, uh, heat. Yeah. Heat there. Taz, Taz Taz real amazing, by the way. Taz Taz real heat. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into Taz and such. He's been killing it though, by the way. Uh, unstoppable. Um, so yeah, Tom, thanks for the bad news this week. You piece of garbage. Um, yeah, oh, really. That's the what worst. A, what a guy. Facts and bad news. <laughs> Listen, people. Uh, we implemented a uh, listener question a week a couple weeks ago. Um, we revisited it again this week. If you follow us on WrestleBuzz on Instagram, I mean, you'll see we're posting it. Uh, we want to hear your questions that you want to hear answers from us. Uh, this week's question comes from our uh, dedicated listener nick morello from north babylonia new york uh he also looks like mjf uh shout out to mjf uh his question was for us uh what is our favorite live match we've attended or saw in person and what is our favorite match we've seen on tv uh bad news canal let's start off with you buddy well Best live match. I was just talking to Joe before we came on. I totally forgot about this. We went to Money in the Bank in 2013. And we saw – it was the pre-show match. It was the Usos versus Reigns and Rollins in a tag match. And I remember that just, like, blew the roof off the, the whole arena. And it was the pre-show, which was crazy. Yeah. I uh, mean, and I believe the Shield went over on that. I think, you know, Roman hit a spear on one of the Usos. I forgot which one, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good one. But my favorite match of all time. It's not just a match. It's the build. It's everything. WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold versus The Rock. Hey. Very match of all time. That's powerful. Can't, can't, can't beat that. The ending could have been a little better, but at the at the time, I can understand why they did it. But, you know, just everything leading up to that match was just amazing. Between The, the Rock having Deborah as his manager and Stone Cold, you know, that was his wife at the at that time and everything. It was just, just amazing. So Yeah, good stuff there. I think – um. The when we went to Money in the Bank in twenty it was in Philly. Uh that match I don't like that's the only thing I I mean I remember the winners of the Money in the Bank, but that's what stuck out to me that that match for going like quality wise. Well you were the only Ryback fan in the fan in the stands that day, so <laughs> I don't um, think I'll forget that one there, pal. Be me more. Throw that shit out. I remember. Oh, shit. <laughs> who is who is Ryback up against the night? Jericho, I think it was. No, nah, you couldn't be up against the goat. 
Uh, had to be <laughs> had to be some sort of squash, some local, probably probably the the Philly the Philly fanatic versus Ryback. Yeah, maybe that's what the match was, and you were going nuts for it. I loved Ryback, dude. That wasn't the only one. So I I mean I think I, I think his all time shirt selling was at one, and you were the fan who bought it. So uh, there wasn't too many more other than I'm your just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, boys. No, no, that was a that was a good good memory, Tommy. Good way to bring that one up. That was a really yeah. good one. Jersey, you're up next, pal. Answer answer MJF's question. I mean, Merle's all right. Oh uh, yeah. From uh, is he is he is he West Babylonia or is it North Babylonia? It's border. I'd say North. He's on the yeah. He's the border yeah. over there. He's the border. All right. Should we give out his address? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably best live match. I mean. I, I I know it sounds crazy, but that's that Bailey Sasha match. I mean, that thing was unbelievable. Like it was the first NXT show. It was the first time that they were doing it in front of a huge audience outside of Full Sail, and they really, from the entrances to the to the match, the build to the to everything, I thought it was absolutely fantastic that match. Um, and it culminated with the four horsewomen, you know, coming to the ring, almost having like their click type moment. Yeah. Um. And it was it was just fantastic to be a part of what what a great storytelling that match was. Um. And then in dedication to you know thank you Taker, I thought Sean and Taker, um. Probably the first time was my favorite out of the two matches. Yeah. That was just because you know what, Taker's a character that he's doesn't need a title to be over, and he can wrestle two minutes, he can wrestle thirty minutes, so you never know what you can get with him. And I think that, you know, Shawn Michaels. Mr. WrestleMania, Nick may not believe it. Um, shout out to it's a to Zanny because uh, he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Two clueless cats. <laughs> no, no, that's my boy right there. Um, you know, t- Taker Sean, first time they did it, that was a special match, man. That was really something. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. That was the first time I thought Taker was going to lose yeah. at WrestleMania. That's how Absolutely, believable it was yeah. to me. So yeah. I just thought that was just. Those string of matches they had, and then to to top it off with tri- uh, his matches against Triple H. I mean, I mean, we said yeah. it already in the beginning, but jeez, go take. I know. All right, Spe- I especially the Hell in the Cell one was just. Uh, oh yeah, just tremendous. With Sean as the referee. Oh yeah, when when he hit the the, the switch in music into uh, into the pedigree, I thought, I thought it, was it was over right there. I thought that was it. So yeah. jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Amazing. noodles, noodles, hit the hit the hit the answers here. Uh, the favorite live one, um, geez. I mean, Jer- uh, Jersey and Joey, we were there for the Sasha Bailey. I mean, it's yeah. hard to argue that one. I mean, that was just top notch. Um, that was special. But I'm going to go a little, little different route since I won't, I won't piggyback off Jersey. But <laughs> when we went to Royal Rumble, I believe it was 2015? 15 or 16, something like Ooh. that. The triple threat match with Wesley that was nice, good. Rollins dude. and yes. It was a tremendous match, and it was an absolute blast, man. The excitement, the high spots. That was very enjoyable. The full finishes, it was cool. Three of the biggest stars in the game going at it. That was awesome. That what was about the fun. ending to that night? <laughs> I, I I liked it. I didn't yeah, mind I think it. We all the, did. The, the, Philly, the Philly faithful, you know, they're a special <laughs> breed of people. So it was a little different scenario. But when The Rock came out, of course, that was pretty pretty special. It was a great night. Um, and then the, my favorite match ever, like on TV, I mean, ugh, it's I'm torn between two. Warrior Hogan, WrestleMania six was like Oof. the epitome yeah. of, of wrestling to where the two biggest stars in the company went at it. And it was just such a memorable moment for me as a, as a child and reliving it all these years. It's what sucks you in. Um, but Hogan, Hogan rock at WrestleMania, I believe it was no, 18, 18, 18, right, Tommy? Yeah. 
Right. That yeah. was that was special. I mean, two two of my all time favorites going at it. The crowd energy, the uh, it was just a, an amazing evening with that. It was it was top notch. To be honest, I thought you were gonna go Fandango Jericho at WrestleMania 29. I was I was waiting Fandango's for that Fandango's debut one. was was pretty impressive. You know, I know you're a big fan of him, man. I I used to see you, you know. Da, 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 I was ready. I was ready for you to go for No Way Jose's debut at NXT Takeover. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll save that for another time. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Listen, um, I know Noodles said he didn't want to piggyback off Jersey, but it's hard for me not to say my favorite live match is Bailey versus Sasha at NXT Brooklyn. Um, it was incredible. It was, it's one of the I, I that can even like get in my list for the one of the greatest matches live on TV or off TV. Like just that no match question. And that's where like I know the barrier was already broken, but that just pushed it to another level for the women's wrestling. It was insane, and just being there for it, even though I was rocking my Sasha shirt and she lost, I didn't even care. Like. You still <laughs> jacked up. I was so ja- I was ready to give you a ba- uh, Bailey to belly right there, Joey, on the spot. That's how jacked <laughs> up I was. And fun fact: um, if you want to go check that match out on the, on the WWE Network, we're fucking all over that match, boys. We're yeah, all, yeah. two night for two nights. We were for all two over nights. Everything. Yeah, so we had great seats. Uh, look for my beautiful face in the right corner there. Um, oh, you can't miss it. Can't miss it. One villains. <laughs> Bailey winning, oh, Owens, yeah. and, and and that show uh, that show in general was just top notch. Yeah, Juice um, and Thunder Liger I think was there versus Tyler Breeze. Uh, I mean, Breeze, I can go yeah. on and on. And Triple H when he started that show, like his, oh. dude, his whole speech, oh, yeah. God, the place yeah. went absolutely now, nuts, man. It was amazing. Yeah, it, was, it was pitch black, and then all of a sudden the crowd was showing. That was awesome. He had to like beg us to be quiet, though. It was mad point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was impressive. Listen, he though. got it done. He yeah. got it done. Um, favorite match on TV is tough. There's so many. I don't like to like. I could say like Taker versus Michaels, right? Like I could say all those, but I'm trying to think back to like my childhood too, as well. That got me into wrestling. WrestleMania six, Hogan versus Warrior was definitely the match that got me into professional wrestling. Um. Going forward, like I, I don't know if you guys even know these, like uh, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam '91 was just like, okay. a clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not yeah, really, talk- it's not really talked about as much. Like the Steamboat Macho Man match is like this is legit one of the great, better matches I've seen. And like kind of a random one I always loved was uh, Shane versus uh, Angle, like King of the Ring 2001. Oh, oh yeah, uh, and that was in Jersey too. Was that it? Was okay, I didn't know where yeah. it was. Yeah, so those like, matches like that stick out to me. Um, Yokozuna versus uh, Undertaker, the Casco match at the Royal Rumble. Like, I just that was cool. it is professional wrestling. I just love yeah. the after the theatrics afterwards when he comes out of the yeah. casket like as a yeah. ghost, like shit like that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to also argue against the uh, Bret Hart Shawn Michaels Iron Man match. I mean, that's, oh, that's dude, the, that's yeah. a pinnacle yeah. moment too of wrestling. Or even the backlot brawl with Roddy Piper and Goldust. And I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it just, there's so many. And being a wrestling fan your whole life, it's so hard to choose which one you love, like, the most. But um, just, to, I had to give a bunch. I couldn't just pick one. So I, I cheated. I cheated Morel on that question. Um, but like great, I said, great question. And yeah. shout out to the Suffolk yeah. County War Authority. I know that our bills are high. But um, thanks for the clean drink and water. Yes, yeah, absolutely. For, uh, sanitizing our water. My um, puppy, my puppy loves it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I said, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram or on Twitter with three Z's. If you want to hit us up for a listener question of the week, we will answer any question that you submit, unless it has to do with uh, a legal thing. So, um, <laughs> so we had we're back to our Wednesday night debate as we revisit every week between Dynamite and NXT. Um, a A W Dynamite. Um, this week, just to kind of go into it, Keith Lee wins the triple threat match 
And now it will be title versus title. We're going to take all against Adam Cole uh, July 8th. The second part of what they announced this week is Great American Bash. Um, just a quick, before we get into the Great American Bash and Fighter Fest, we all we went we went round table last week on who we wanted to win, who we thought was going to win. I think Keith Lee was a safe bet there. Uh, Noodles, thoughts on Keith Lee going forward? Do you want to see him as double champ? How do you how do you picture this coming out? Oh man, I mean Keith Lee is a monster, man. He's as talented as he can be. I mean, as far as a man of his size, stature, his ability, I mean, he's the real deal. I look forward to what he has in store for him going forward. I would love to see him as double champ. That'd be awesome. But because I mean, at some point, right? Cole's got to come up. He's yeah. got, he's, he's, he's groomed, he's ready, he's the real deal. Um, Keith Lee to be the face of NXT is something that would be really special to look forward to, you know, as he leads the way before, yeah. you know, he, he makes his imprint on the primetime spot. I agree. Tommy boy. And I'll love to see Keith Lee, double champ, would be amazing, everything. But what I think might happen, I think Mr. one Mr. Cross might interfere with that match mm. and something might leave between them for a little bit. So, I mean, because I think maybe they want to keep Cole down in NXT just for a little longer, you know, see see where he goes from there. But, I mean, the matches between those two between those two is going to be absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for it. I mean, you throw Cole in with anyone, and now you throw him Keith Lee. I mean, it's going to be magic between those two. So, can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, like we mentioned last week, we didn't we don't know where Cross is standing. He had a great match with Bronson Reed this week. Uh Showed a slight – he got – I think Bronson Reed got an, an actual offensive move on him, but he ate it like a champ and ended up destroying him anyway. But <laughs> love the character build across. Um, and we also – like we said, I said last week, Keith Lee broke the, the – what do you call it? The hourglass. Yeah. And Cole has his – the belt that he wants. Like, we never know. We'll probably see him show up. I don't know how it's going to affect the match. But, uh, Jersey, what are your thoughts on Keith Lee getting this opportunity here? I think it's great. I mean – Watching him do what he did at Royal Rumble, um, having the face-off with Brock, having the face-off with Roman, like, that was, like, almost like they recognize his talent, right? And that was, I mean, whether that was, you know, storyline planned, whether that was just organic in the ring, or, you know, how they always have bullet points on how to kind of, you know, go about doing certain things. I think that was that was really something to see. I think that Keith Lee was also in there with Braun. I think it was Braun and Keith Lee with Brock at one point in the match, if, you yeah. know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um I mean, I, I love Keith Lee. I mean, the guy moves. He's he's great on the mic. I, I'm I'm drawn to see like what he says, what he does. I'm all for it. And to be honest, and I, like I said, I, I got to you know, Tommy was great on this one. I think, and I have to go with him. I, I think Cross is getting involved. I think Cross is going to go after Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, just because, like Tommy said, he stepped on the hourglass. Well, not the, I mean, whatever. Um, the sand. Yeah, it's an hourglass. It's an hourglass. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, a big one. Sorry, I don't a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I think that that would be really cool and how hard hitting and how great that would be. And that would kind of buy some time for Adam Cole. Cause maybe they might throw Finn Balor, but remember they were also teasing Finn. I, you know what? There's so many possibilities. Dude, I can go on so many. way too long, yeah. but yeah. I don't think we're going to see a clean finish. I think it's gonna be a great match. I think it's gonna be interrupted, but I'm okay with it. I don't want either of them to lose either title. I agree. I think, yeah. uh, I wouldn't mind any. There's like I think we've mentioned it so many times here. There's really no outcome that I would be upset with at this point, unless like they both lost the title to like uh, a jabroni on the from like the crowd. <laughs> like that's the really only way they can go. We know that's not going to happen. So um, big point this week I wanted to bring up though. We have it kind of sprung on us pretty quick. Great American Bash being held over two weeks, July 1st and July 8th, 
And then we also get Fighter Fest being held over two weeks, July 1st and July 8th. Um, the, the Wednesday night, even though they don't, people say it's not there, the Wednesday night wars are there. It's a real thing. They're doing this. Whoever's starting it, whoever's booked, they, whether NXT had it in their plans, and that's why AEW threw in Fighter Fest for two weeks or vice versa, it's happening, right? They're doing it for a mm-hmm. reason. They want these ratings. NXT is not, has not been winning these the quote unquote rating wars over the past since they started, they've won, I think, three or four times, if you even want to call it a win. This last week was a big, big win for them as a, like, to, for viewership. I think they had over 100,000 more viewers than AEW did, which is what hasn't been happening. So I don't know where we go, like, how you view this as, like, a, a war, per se. Um, but, Jersey, what do you, like, just their thoughts on having both these shows run over two weeks, and what, what do you want to see happen here? Like, what, do you, what are you hoping for? I love it, right? Because you yeah. said it right. They are at war. And just to give you the totals, NXT had 786,000 viewers and AEW had 633,000. So that's clearly 100,000 plus. Yeah. Right. So there is a war. Um, and that triple threat match, I'm sure, was a huge, huge help in what NXT was trying to do to try to hopefully win that one. I mean, I'm all for it, right? I mean, right now, to see AEW have to step up and to see some of the matches on that card, there's some really good matches on that card and see yeah. what NXT is going to bring. You know, we have a couple, we have a couple ideas of what we're going to see. I think we're going to, I think we're also going to get some uh, impromptu stuff. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, let's, let's do it, right. Bring out the best in each other. That's what competition does. Yeah. I think it's as fans, we can't really complain about it. Right. We're getting, yeah. This is why we this is why we love the 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 original Monday Night War so much is because we got the best from both brands WCW and WWE. Uh, it just we're now we need this to happen for us to like to love wrestling again. I think um, noodles. What are your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, I love it, man. I'm all about I'm all about the war games, man. I'm all about the competition. Like Jersey said, it always brings out the best, right? So. You know, you can't be lazy with your booking. You can't be lazy with the storylines. You got to yeah. develop stars, and you got to be able to deliver each and every time if you want to win that war. And guess who wins when it comes to that? Wrestling fans, because you get the best of everything every single time when you have to compete at that level, especially when it comes to money and finances and all that. So it's nice to see, and and also at the same time, the talent wins too because they might have more wiggle room to be more creative to get out different opportunities to be who they really are and who they want to be. So I, I'm all about it. I love it too, Tommy boy. Yeah, I mean, the Monday Night Wars, some of the best time for wrestling fans between the two companies. And the Wednesday Night Wars, I think, lead to that. Just the competition, like everyone was saying, it's just going to bring the best out of everybody. And just going to be a lot of fun to see. I mean, well, you know, if AEW keeps winning, I don't think, you know, WWE is going to go anywhere. You know, I think yeah. it's going to be a feather in their cap and everything. But, you know, with Triple H running everything down there, I'm sure it'll come up with different ways to keep everything fresh. So, it's going to. Like you said, wrestling fans win, so no no one should complain about anything. So, no, I agree. And Jersey, you had mentioned something before about the AEW, um, them producing a show every week in order to keep the ratings up. Do you think the ratings are an issue for is TNT? You think they expected better ratings from the from the uh, so what I read, right? And I want to make sure I don't want to misquote, so um. What I did read was that AEW have they have to produce a wrestling show week to week, no matter what, um, yeah. a, a live not maybe a live like a, a wrestling show week to week. Otherwise, their contract can be voided. Okay, so it has um, nothing to do with so ratings. I guess, no, no, no. There's nothing to okay. do with ratings. This is more or less because of COVID going on, um, and obviously, clearly, it's hindering everything. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the caveats in their contract is that they are producing weekly programming, and if they don't, 
their contract is voided. Obviously, we do not hope for that to happen. We don't want anyone to lose their jobs because I think that AEW is a, is the push that NXT needs and vice versa. I agree. And you also pointed something. This guy, I mean, the, av- the avocado toast is probably flowing all week for this guy on a daily. That's why I'm always five minutes late every morning before our show. Oh, and they're always organic. You know, always no, organic. Always the whole wheat, whole grain, to- whole wheat bread. Yep. And, uh, a little everything seasoning on top. That's where it's got to be. So you, you shot us a text during the week during Dynamite and asked if we noticed anyone in the crowd. And why don't you fill us in on that one there? So I was watching, right? And I was watching when uh, when Sheeta went in the crowd, and I noticed a guy, a tall guy in like a white shirt next to Johnny Starks. Right, Johnny Starks? That's his name? Something, St- Ricky Starks, I forget. Ricky Starks, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the Knicks. You know, I love yeah. my Knicks. Um, <laughs> not to be kidding, yeah, the, Ricky Starks, no relation to John Starks. The yeah. guy that went two, two for 19 in game seven yeah. of the NBA finals. So. Listen, <laughs> that's John Starks. Never mind. Nicky, shooter, shooters will shoot, my friend. Shooters will shoot, and so will I. Um, Cesar Benoni, um, he had a 30-day no-compete clause. Clearly, that's way up. Yeah. Um, he was in the crowd next to um, the aforementioned Mr. Starks. And, um, yeah, I noticed that in the crowd. So I want to make sure you guys saw Like, hey, listen, I'm watching everything. I see it all. Now, I think that's pretty cool because once all the, all the releases happened, we weren't sure if who was going to jump ship. We had to wait to find out. I didn't know – the, that he that there was 30 day closes handed out. I figured I assumed it was all 90 day, which is good for him, I guess. He got the, the job the sooner the better. Um, we didn't really see much of Cesar Bononi on NXT television too much. Um, I, I think he had a little stint with uh, um, Anara Conti. Am I, am I correct with like the whole Brazilian thing? Do we remember that or no? Am I, am I thinking of someone else? Uh, I it's not clicking, but yeah. Maybe. And listen, if, if anyone knows, you know, shout us out on Twitter. Yeah, let us know. Buzz with yeah. three Zs, right? Yeah, or on Instagram if you want to just DM us on there. Um, <laughs> but I'm interested to see going forward when the 90 days do end up, like who who's going to end up going to AEW, who goes to other companies. So it's, it's good to see that some of the people are still getting jobs over there. Uh, we don't know to the extent of what he's going to be doing over there. Um, yeah, that was a pretty fun fact from Mr. Avocado Toast himself in game three. Only way, baby. Only way. So, but I just want to—I want to shout out Jericho too. Yeah, I, I just—I you know what? Yeah, I thought that best. promo at the end of yeah. AEW was fantastic. I mean, you know, um, Orange Cassidy was able to get himself over right for his gimmick being different, yeah. and Jericho even said it himself. Like he was saying that you got yourself over, um, you know, freshly squeezed. You know, and uh, I love it. I love the whole Orange Cassidy. I, I love, I love that everything that he's doing. But you know, listening to Jericho on the mic, you sometimes forget because he's in the, in the latter part of his career how good this guy was and has been, and for how long he's been doing it. That he's able to kind of work with sort of a mid card guy and not only take him down in a promo, but also elevate him in a promo. And to be very honest, Fighter Fighter Fest night two, that's when they're wrestling. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see it. No, I'm, I'm still I, with the I love the whole great. sloth thing. I love when he was when he was kicking him in the shins. Like, don't you kick me in the shins. And he, <laughs> yeah. he kicked him in the shins. And then he super kicked the shin. Like that stuff is like that that is good stuff, man. That is really good stuff. There's they're AEW as a company is growing to to show us that they're not just the in ring style. They can still do it build a build a program and have that even though like uh the gaga stuff as they call it in the business um little fun stuff so i'm, I'm excited another guy we mentioned before i want to give prop to props to is taz that whatever he cut whatever he drank this week maybe he ate avocado <laughs> toast with you Drake. Um, he got 
looked right into the camera and just cut an insane promo with Cage next to him. Uh, I got, and I know I saw it on Twitter, I got Heyman vibes in a way, right? So he obviously isn't Paul Heyman, we know that. Um, but he came from that from that brand. Maybe he a little rubbed up, uh, rubbed off on him on the way up. But Taz has been doing a phenomenal job for a guy that I would assume isn't the greatest promo in Brian Cage. I heard him get on the mic a couple times. It's been solid, but nothing like you have to get that point across that this guy's a beast, a machine, as they call him. So, any you guys have any thoughts, noodles on on Cage, Taz, any anything going forward with them? Yeah, I mean having having Taz there, I mean the veteran. Uh, that he is I mean it's just been tr- absolutely tremendous you need someone to tell the story when you know sometimes some, someone can't really deliver outside of his work in the ring you know <clears throat> so having Taz's ability to be able to relay that message make things believable has just been tremendous for him for Cage um, and like you were saying you know giving the shout outs I mean between the veterans it's Taz and MVP of late it's just yeah. been mind-blowing work that those savvy vets still got it to be able to deliver in this era of wrestling as well is just unreal. <laughs> yeah, and they have to come back to a to a time where there's the not, game has changed. The game is much different when they were wrestling, you know. And they're not in front of fifteen thousand, ten thousand people a week, so it's like the fact that they can still pull this off and just and know there's no crowd in front of them to be able to read the crowd. It's just showing how how great these guys are at their jobs. Um, and it, and it goes to show how how really special like Jericho's the Austins, yeah. the Rocks. I mean, to be on that, how good these guys were. And we didn't even give these guys a light of day, really, as much as they deserved what sure. they're able to do today, too. So it's pretty fascinating. Well, you always appreciate things more when it's not always around, right? That's, oh, no that's question. why right now I, I couldn't miss you more now than, I, than I've ever done. You know, now I don't get to see you <laughs> weekly and hang out with you. It's like, oh, man. Can't have our toast guy. together. It sucks, you know? You know what I'm saying? You've always been the cinnamon in my toast, buddy. Don't worry. Hey, bud. There we go. <laughs> Is that a thing? Cinnamon? <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Um, Cinnamon toast, but yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Um, and then also, I, don't, I know it's really funny. I want to go off a tangent, but the Britt Baker stuff week to week. Oh, um, Tony Schiavone. I just <laughs> cannot get, get over what that they do week to week, man. AEW has their thing. yeah. AEW has their things, man. Like, listen, we can complain <clears> and rip both of the companies, but sometimes it's nice as a wrestling fan to just try to enjoy for what's being brought to you and not have to be so critical of everything all the time. And yeah if you kind of just go into it and watch it for what it is sometimes and, and not try to beat up the product, you know, they're out there doing the best they can, especially in this kind of certain scenario. So I want to, you know, give my, you know, I want to tip my hat to both companies in, in that regard, because they're trying to do something with absolutely nothing right now. They have been hand strung and, and handcuffed and with, with, with what's going on with the pandemic that they're doing their thing. But I just, I, I just appreciated this week's AEW a little bit. I just, I can't get over some of the stuff that they do. It's funny stuff. No, I agree. They have a, they have a nice flow going right now and, I don't, we don't really pay attention to ratings. I just like to, it, it's a thing we have to talk about, but no matter what they pull in, if I enjoy it, that's all that matters to me at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, so um, exactly. happy to see that they're, they're doing their own thing over there. Uh, I haven't noticed any, any subtle WWE shots taken yet. So, I mean, or recently at least, so we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not looking for predictions here. Just going to read off uh, night one and for both uh, fighter fest and great American bash uh, for great American bash. It looks like we have, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just reading off the the internet here. Uh, Dexter Loomis and Roddy Strong in a uh, strap match, I believe they announced. Yes. yes. Match. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, a four way match for number one contendership for the women's title. We have Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai. Uh, we also have Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah 
and Robert Stone in a handicap match. And if Robbie Rhea Ripley loses, she joins. She has to join the Robert Stone brand. She um, better. She better join that brand. Now I only have hilarious. those three matches listed. Did we see? Is it? It's not. There's going to be more. I'm assuming. I just don't know if they announced any more yet. Did we I didn't get anything more, but I'm sure. Yeah. Like, like I think we said earlier in the show, I think that we might get a couple on the flies. Yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm cool. Yeah, with that. for sure. Absolutely. Um, Maybe we might see Drake Maverick and. Um, Atlas, yeah, because mm-hmm. they attacked they attacked Atlas uh, or they beat up Atlas pretty good this week. So yeah. we got like an old tag team deal. Um, Escobar, mm, he's pretty. I like that. I like that little thing they got going over there. Me too. Um, night one of Fighter Fest. There's a little more in detail here. Uh, we got Kenny Omega and Adam Page uh, defending their championships against the best friends, which is going to be good. Uh, nice little build up with them there. Um, our boy Cody taking on Jake Hager for the TNT Championship should be a good one. Uh, Sheeta versus Penelope Ford for the AEW Women's Championship. Um, Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus MJF and Wardlow. Wardlow, all right, let's be honest, dude. This guy could fucking go, right? Yeah, he's he's the real that. deal, dude. He's, dude, he's the big time. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> one thing I was worried about, and I, hate, I don't want to go off on a tangent here. I don't, one thing I was worried about with AEW is them getting, like, legit big guys, right? So they got Harper, Brody Lee, Luchasaurus has shown, shown himself off. This fucking guy Wardlow is yeah. doing like running her karatas. I was like, it was I was amazed. He's a freak. Yeah, his match yeah. with uh, Luchasaurus was good this week. And then uh, not going to be the main event, but I'm just reading order here: Private Party versus uh, Santana and Ortiz. So that should be fun. Um, I'm excited for both. Like I said, more wrestling is better wrestling. Uh, better for wrestling fans. Uh, especially when these two companies are going at it, trying to get better ratings and get a better product out. So we, at the end of the day, we end up um, reaping all the benefits, which is always good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we end, I mean, that's it guys. AEW fighter fest coming up Wednesday, day one, great American bash day one uh, episode 10 of wrestling journal podcast. Thank you guys for 10 episodes, 10 staying with us. Uh, we got that giveaway going on, so hit us up on WrestleBuzz on Instagram. Check out the post. Uh, for Nick Jersey, for Nicky Noodles, Bad News Canale, I am Joseph Crush. You're out.